Welcome to the Turkle Podcast. This is Jared Pitney, and today I am joined by country music artist Corey Jackson. Corey, thanks so much for coming on, man. Jared, thanks for having me, man. I was I was actually looking around a while ago, and the roadcaster that y'all use uh, for your podcast, I actually just bought one of those. Really? And I've been messing with it this morning. And what are you uh, using? Are you, are you do do some podcasting? So I'm I'm planning to start at some point this year. Excellent. It's it's still in the the beginning stages, but I just had uh, Jordan Wood. She designs a lot of my uh, stuff, and she's from Jonesboro. And she designed a. I used to do this thing called Coffee with Corey on. It was like Facebook and Instagram lives, and uh, it's kind of changed. I started back in 2020. And it's kind of changed over the years, but this year I'm wanting to do like interviews, something very similar to kind of yeah, like what y'all are doing. This is really cool. So well, how about you yeah. interview me? Because that's I'm sure right. People that's would much rather hear about me than <laughs> oh, a guy yeah. who's been on the Voice. Uh, don't. Corey, that's right. Don't. That is right. No. Well, that's really cool, man. Well, I hope one day I can be on. Uh, the, what do what, you know? What you're going to call it? Is it going to be? Coffee uh, it's going to be coffee. With it's going to be coffee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. And I offered you a coffee. Oh, speaking of here. which, I have a cup of coffee for you. I'll bring it over. I didn't even oh. know you wanted coffee. Well, I mean, y'all didn't You're have to turn do it that. Down? That's okay. right. I won't turn it down. I love coffee. He's so. never made me coffee. <laughs> really? So, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I, I'll make you coffee when you come <laughs> on my chair. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Please do. Thank Please you. do. So, <clears throat> look, most people that are listening to this, they're going to know you uh, from The Voice. Was it season 17? Is that right? Season, season 17. Yes, season 17. You're on Team Blake or Team Shelton. Yeah. I don't know how that came. So, um, we'll get to that for sure. I have a lot of questions about that. Um, I know Robert does as well because he never never misses a season. Um, but I know there's more to you than just being an artist on The Voice. So just tell us a little bit about who you are, man, kind of where you came from. And then I'd love to hear, how did you get on The Voice? Yeah. Um, you know, I've been thinking about that this morning a little bit. I haven't told my story, I guess, in a while. Um I was born and raised in Jonesboro and uh been there really ever since. I uh went to Westside High School or really throughout my entire elementary, middle school, high school, all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, fell in love with music uh my junior year of high school. Um but really fell even deeper in love with it when I got into college and I went to Arkansas State, got my bachelor's. Um, How did you fall in love with music as a, you said junior? Yeah, I was, I think I was in between my, it was like somewhere in between my sophomore and junior year. I, uh, my grandpa, he had a heating and air business in town and uh, he had just retired around that time and he loved to play guitar, but he never played out. And so we, he sat down with me one day and he was playing some Johnny Cash and I think he was also playing an Elvis song. He was, he loved those two guys. And, uh, he sat down with me. He's like, Hey, I really want you to play guitar with me. And at that time I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was very interested in music. I was more interested in sports and that kind of thing. And I finally, I was like, well, if you'll help me pick out my first guitar, I was like, I'll play. And uh, so we went, we went and looked. I ended up buying my first guitar at Backbeat with him. Yeah. And That's where uh, I got my first guitar. Really? Yeah, sure is. <laughs> and I still have that guitar to this day, but I, 
we I picked it up, man, and I just that's all I wanted to do. Like when from I got home, one. yeah, when I got home from school. Were you listening to country music then? I was listening yeah, to some stuff your had, grandpa was into. All I that. was, yeah, I was listening to that. I was really, really loved Dirk Bentley at that time. He had just come out with a bluegrass album mm. um, at that time, so I was a big fan of him and Alan Jackson and George Strait and Tim McGraw was another big one for me at that time. Were you? Uh, did you already know at that point that you had a good voice? Like, had you been singing in choir or like in church things like that? People come to you like, oh, good boy. No, <laughs> you didn't know that. I, I was, I was terrible. Really? <laughs> yeah, I felt like I was. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. I wasn't in choir or anything like that. Um, I, I enjoyed singing. Um, I, I would sing in the shower all the time. I loved Maroon Five at that time, and I would yeah. try to hit those high notes. Uh, yeah. That Adam's singing. You could probably hit him pretty good in the shower, right? Uh, yeah, in the shower <laughs> I can. <laughs> but um, I remember it was kind of before before I got my first guitar. I would I would ride the bus home from school, and I would I would always have these like weird kind of fantasies when I was driving home. I would plug in my ear my uh, headphones, and I would turn on whatever song that I loved at the time. And I would just stare out the window and pretend like I was playing in our middle school cafeteria Mm because in our cafeteria we had a stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know why, because at that time I was so shy. And I I was like, I'll never do that. Mm -hmm. But I just had these dreams of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just eventually came true, which is kind of wild. Yeah, man. I mean, I had some of those same dreams, I think, whenever I was a kid, but <laughs> I'm standing on a stage now, but it's not with a guitar, mm. and it's certainly not singing. So you get your guitar, and you start learning, I guess, some, some probably some of your favorite country songs, start singing a little bit, <clears throat> catch us up from there. Like, we're, we're, what's going on in your life at that point? You're junior, senior, you graduate, kind of pick us up from there. Yeah, so... um during that time, I was just playing at home. I didn't really have a desire to play really out in public or anything like that. And, um, But it was once I got into Arkansas State and I started my freshman year, um, that's when I believe it was uh, my mom. She, she was like, hey, why don't you go try out for American Idol? And it This was is the, what year, by the way? This was 2013, I believe summer of 2013 or 14 one of those so mom already sees something in you right? i guess so <laughs> she's like you're my american idol babe like, you can do this so first time i've ever done anything like that and i'd learned i think it was a keith urban song or something and i uh we went down to new orleans and it was just me and my mom we went down there and i tried out and i made it through the first round hmm. and i was like really shocked by that because i was super nervous it was a big cattle call type thing where everybody's just in line outside how many people were probably at that audition oh gosh i don't know tens of thousands you no know, just that many? just tons of people standing outside Jeez, and yeah. how many do they pick like first round well this so you go through a lot of auditions before you make it to the like tv portion where you sure where you're in sure. front of the judges um but they if i'm remembering correctly there was like they took five of us and put us together and they put us in front of, they had like curtains that sectioned off in this huge stadium. Um, and you just like one at a time and your group of five stepped up. And then there was two, uh, I guess like 
representatives of the show or producers, and they would uh, one at a time. You'd step up, sing your song, step back, next person. So that you don't, you, you, like you, you said, you're behind a curtain. Like, are you able to see them? You can see them. Okay, you yeah. can see them, and the yeah. whole time, or is it like curtain opens and then you're no, just like, well, okay, you, you can see them the whole time. They're like sitting at a table. And okay. the section, like the curtains, were on the side. Oh. So you had like another group of five yeah. people. Could you hear them doing their thing? You could hear them. Yeah. You what could was hear that them. like? Are you that sitting there was... having some shame and like some self doubt? Or are you like, I'm definitely better than that? Oh, no. I definitely had some doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Most people were rocking. <laughs> yeah. Most people were really, really good. And uh, I was so new to it. I didn't know what to expect. Um, but it was a cool experience. And, you know, I'm some of my song. And the other four did theirs. And um, I think there was two of us that made it to, like, the next thing. And we had to stay overnight. I did the next day. Didn't make it past that one. But it was just kind of one of those things where I guess I caught the bug yeah. of it then. <laughs> did they say anything to you? Like, how, how do they tell you, like, you're going home? Like, at the, at the American Idol deal, was it just kind of like, <clears throat> hey, thanks for coming. Maybe yeah. next time. <laughs> Yeah, something kind of like that. Yeah, because there's still at that point, how many people were still auditioning for the show? Oh gosh, tons. Okay, yeah. So they're not gonna give you a whole lot of attention at that point. Like, right. hey, keep going. You're gonna be, you know, great or whatever. Right. Just, they're just like, thanks for coming. Uh, yeah. Try again next year or yeah. next yep, time. Yeah. Yep, okay. You know? <laughs> so you head back from New Orleans though, and you're like, what's going through your mind? Uh, I do remember being pretty down, and when not when I headed when I came back. And mom just was very encouraging. She's like, oh, don't get down about that. You know, this is your first time doing anything like that. You're 18-ish. And yeah. 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 And um, it was actually around that time that my wife and I started talking. It was like right when I got back. So that was kind of a crazy, crazy thing. So um, it's kind of where I caught the bug of music, I guess. And then Sarah and I started talking. So. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, you're going to go to college. You're like, yeah. But you, are you are you thinking like, man, I really want to pursue music? Like at that point, or are you like, eh. no? You know, I didn't. Okay. I, I didn't have any desire at that time. Uh, I wanted to be. I had shadowed in high school uh, uh, ophthalmology, and uh, I wanted to be an ophthalmologist. And my goal was, I'd heard it was really hard to. Uh, uh, past like certain classes if you came in just right off the bat and started in a medical school degree uh, or pre-med I guess is what they call it and um, so I, I decided to go in undecided and it was kind of during that time I, I my dad had a buddy that played drums and me and him became good friends and we started a band around that time and that was my freshman year of uh, of college. And that's when I remember talking to one of my buddies, like, not too long after that. And I was like, man, I kind of want to play music. Mm. I, I don't know what that looks like, but that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. It was something that you realized you were good at, you enjoyed doing. It's like, wouldn't it be cool if I could do this for a living? Right. <laughs> so you're doing that. When, when did you get married? I mean, I guess you were still, you were still dating. So we dated uh, for four or five years. Okay. And um, and is she so also that, on the music scene? Like, no. Hey, you should, okay. No, Sarah, she has no desire to sing or. Okay. 
I think at one point she was like, well, I'd like to play drums, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was cool. That's what my daughter is right now. <laughs> but uh, she, she doesn't want to sing or anything. Um, but every now and then I'll catch her singing in the car, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> and then she'll <Yeah>. stop. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. So, uh, but yeah, we, we started dating in 2014, and uh, we, uh, we dated for a long time. And I popped the question, oh gosh, 2017, 18, and we got married in 2019. So The year that you were on The Voice. The year right? that I was on The Voice. Yeah, during all of that. <laughs> so how did that, so, all right, when did I say 2018, is that when you get a call about The Voice, or is it not until 2019? No, so 2018, um, I remember, like, my family – uh, and even Sarah, they were like, they had heard of the voice coming to Nashville and, uh, they were just being really encouraging, which I had done. I had done the American Idol thing back in like 2013, 14. And I'd done another American Idol thing in between this time where I, uh, I guess to kind of jump back just a little yeah, bit, yeah. uh, they had a audition thing at the mall at Turtle Creek. Um, the Turtle Creek Mall in yeah. Jonesboro, and you could get a silver ticket. The winner would would get a silver ticket, and that would take you right in front of the executive producers of the show, right before you meet the judges. Well, um, this was another one of those things I didn't expect to win at all because I actually went in and I played two original songs instead of doing any covers. That's a pretty risky move, right? Yeah, and. Uh, you know, it was really just a blessing. I, I ended up winning that, and I got to go to Little Rock, and I got to – I didn't get to try out in front of them, um, but I did get to meet uh, Keith Urban, oh, J-Lo, cool. and Harry Connick Jr. They were the judges at wow. the time. Um, so that was, that was really cool. And to move forward – from that, uh, yeah, in 2018, kind of the fall of 2018, uh, when my family heard about the voice coming to Nashville, they were like, hey, you should go try out. And I didn't want to do it. Because Is it because of the rejection? Like in the past, like, ah, I tried, but I didn't. I think, I think that's a part of it. I think also, I think it was a part of it at the time. But I do also think it's just, it's such a long process of like, Okay, let me go try out. There's this round. Okay, now there's the next round. There, then there's an, another one. You and know? you're not guaranteed what's going to happen. Right. Um, but I look at that a lot differently now than I used to. Um, and I'll, I'll come back to that here in just a second. But when, uh, to kind of start my story with the voice, I uh, it was like the fall of 2018-ish. Um, my parents or just my family, they were like, Corey, the voice is coming to Nashville. We, you th we think you should go try out for it. And I didn't want to do it, but, uh, I finally gave in and I was like, well, I'll go try it. Um, because at the time I was, I was kind of like, there's, there's just so much to go through. I don't want to stand in line outside in February in Nashville <laughs> when it's freezing cold. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I went and did it. And I remember, you know, I was standing outside and it was really cold that day. And I was like, 
well, if I don't make it, at least I get to go eat somewhere cool. <laughs> Nashville does have some good food scene. There's so yeah, there's so many places to go there. Um, so I was like, well, it, it'll be worth it for that. And I, it was another trip that I took with my mom, and uh, so I went in. And, uh, I mean, just tons and tons of people there. And, uh, I stood in line for a long time. It kind of weaved around. You finally made it into the doors and it was the, um, oh, their big convention center, uh, downtown is where it was. And you got your guitar with you. I had my guitar with me. Yep. And, uh, finally weaved around and you came to this table and you got a number and, that was where they put you in groups of 10. And we're all sitting there. They have this uh, this stage set up in the middle of all these chairs, and they do like this big announcement. Hey, everybody, welcome to the voice auditions. We're so glad you're here. And uh, it was kind of like after that, they, 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 uh, they were like, who would want to jump the line? And you have everybody go, ah, you know, just jumping up, screaming. Well, they give like two tickets out, um, but they're like you have to sing for them. So they invite people to come up and sing, and then in they front give of everybody. Out, yeah, in front of everybody, and uh, so they come up and sing, and they give them these special tickets to kind of jump the line and go in front of everybody. Well, anyway, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I was just like, I'm gonna lay low here, um, and I got in my group. And to kind of fast forward from just standing in line, we go into this room, and there's 10 of us, and there's five chairs kind of catty-cornered to each other. And uh, there's one one executive producer in there. And uh, he's pretty much like, all right, y'all, thanks for coming. Let's get started. Calls a name. Come stand at this green piece of tape that's in front of him. And he's like, what you going to sing for me today? You name it off, and... He's like, okay, let me hear it. And you play, or you sing like 90 seconds. You don't have an instrument. You can't have a backing track. It's just acapella, which I was a little nervous about because yeah. you didn't some expect of this, that. Yeah. Well, I knew it going into it, but it was still one of those things. When you get there. Yeah. I wanted to make sure. Like, I was listening. I had it in my phone, like what key I was doing oh my the gosh, songs yeah, in because I had like four different. 90-minute segments. You of start off wrong, it's, it's all over, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. some of them I was doing, like, just different ranges, and I was like, if I get on the wrong key, <laughs> it could be bad. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I, uh, he calls, you know, everybody up individually, and then I'm like uh, sixth or something, and he calls me up, and um, I go up there, and I sing Already Gone by Alabama, or already gone by the Eagles, sorry. <laughs> and uh, I get up there and I sing, and he stops me about halfway Before through, you're done. Yeah, before the 90 seconds are over. And he's like, Corey, can you sing another one for me? He didn't do that with anybody else. He didn't do it with anyone else. Did, did you think that was good? I good thought sign. it was bad. Really? I thought it was a oh, bad I'm thinking sign. That's good. He's like, <laughs> I actually <laughs> hate the Eagles, so yeah. you get one more chance. <laughs> that's how I You felt. better pick a band I like. <laughs> but I, I should have looked at it like that, where it was like a positive thing, but I didn't. And I was like, uh, yeah. And so I was like, well, I can do this song. And I think I did like a Brett Eldridge song. And, and uh, he was like, okay, thanks, Corey. Um, I did like 
maybe almost the whole 90 seconds of that song, and then I just sit down. And he goes through the next three that were up there. Didn't ask them to sing any longer. And then everybody gets done, and he's like, all right, y'all, thanks for coming out today. Um, Corey, do you have one more song you could sing for me? Oh, at that point, what were you thinking? I, I was okay. like, okay. Well, I was still a little nervous. I was like, what is, what does this mean? I just, it never occurred to me that that would be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a part of you that's like, maybe he's just a nice guy and he thinks I bombed those first two. And he's yeah. Like, I'm going to give you one more chance, buddy. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the way I felt. Yeah. And so I go up there and I did like maybe 15 seconds of uh, a Keith Urban song. It was called Blue Ain't Your Color. He's like, all right, have a seat. And I was like, okay. I was like, oh. And then he just pauses for a second, looks down at his list, and he's like, all right, uh, thanks, thanks everybody for coming today. Uh, we appreciate y'all participating in the voice auditions. You all may go, uh, except for Corey. At that point. And then I was like, okay, this is cool, you know? <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I uh, to you? he was like, Corey, you did a great job today, and – I found this interesting. He was like, we're, we're really looking for a country singer this year, and you really fit everything that we're looking for. Uh, we want you to go to the next audition. It will be tomorrow. So uh, my mom and I, we stayed overnight, not expecting to, so we had to get all this stuff together. I had a ton of paperwork I had to fill out, and I had to find a karaoke track and come up with songs for the next day. And uh, so we got a hotel, finally found one. And it was, there was like another, a couple of other events going on in Nashville. So everything was just like extremely booked up. Um, so Your it, mom's it, looking for hotels, you're looking for yeah, karaoke tracks. It like. was, it was honestly really stressful. <laughs> but. Um, and when you go back the next day, how many people were going back with you? So that one was a little different. I don't really know. They had people staggered throughout the, okay. the day. So no idea how many were there. Yeah, I don't know total. how many were total. Um, but I went I went to, it was almost like a, I can't remember the name of it, but it was in uh, a place where a lot of uh, artists bring their bands and stuff in, and that's where they practice before they go on a tour. And uh, so it was a really, really cool place. Um, but I go in there. Um, I was allowed to do... Two songs with my guitar, but one, uh, and then a third song, but it had to be with a karaoke track. Um, so I ended up doing, um, I think I did Already Gone, again by the Eagles. I did a Brett Eldridge tune uh, called Beat of the Music, and then I did a song by Glenn Campbell called Galveston. And uh, I go into this room, and it's individually, and there's... I think there was like three or four people sitting in there and they kind of have the room darkened and real vibey with just a couple lots on. And, um, you're on this a lot like this podcast. Yeah. A lot like this podcast right here. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, they, the lady was just super, super nice and very encouraging. She's like, Corey, what you going to sing for us today? And I'm up on this little platform and uh, so I sung, sung a couple songs, uh, and then they stopped me. And they're like, okay, what's the last song you're going to do for us today? And I was like, well, I'm going to do a song uh, by Glenn Campbell called Galveston. And I remember the lady was like, Glenn Campbell, who's that? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I was like, 
well, he's he's from Arkansas. And yeah. I got started trying to explain him. <laughs> and she looks, she's over on our computer. Oh, he's I know a real person. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I know who that is. <laughs> it was just really funny. <laughs> um, so I do the song, and she was like, they let me do like the whole 90 seconds that I had. And she just looks at me and she's like, why did you choose that song? And Dang. my heart just kind of oh, That's a question. I, I didn't want to hear I that was question. like, okay, she obviously didn't like that song. Yeah. And, uh, and there's probably a thousand answers in that moment because you're like, okay, how do I? Yeah, I mean, what it was kind like. What response is she looking for? Right. That was the last question I would have yes. ever thought of somebody asking me. And uh, so anyway, I go, I start to explain like why I did it. And uh, she's like. What did you tell her? I told, okay, well, I told her, I was like, I really look up to Glenn Campbell. I was like, I got to meet his family last year. And uh, which I did at the Arkansas Country Music Awards. And, uh, and I've just, he's been like a very big inspiration for me and my music. Um, and so that was kind of like the story that I told her. And she was like, Corey, that was great. She's like, we're going to send you to the next round. Ooh. So the next round was literally like a door over, and I had to sit down in an interview type uh, session, but it was just a camera in front of me, a lady off to the side, and she would ask me these questions. And they, I mean, they would, they were digging pretty deep. They wanted to know what my story was. Okay. And is that uh, like, so this is how they, this is how they put those big montages together before an artist comes out in the blind auditions. You don't even know who they are and they've got like all this backstory on them. Yeah. So that's, it's very, it's very similar or yeah, kind of like that. That's how they're finding that out though. Yeah. But they're, is it also markability too though? Like to see like, I think they want to see, can we sell you? Yeah. I think that, I think that's a big part of it. Um, but I went into that, and she we finished, and it was kind of an emotional time too, because you know I was kind of going through just a ton of stuff that they were asking me, and um, we got done, and the lady was like, "All right, great job, thank you so much." Uh, she's like, "You'll hear from us in a few weeks if you make it to the next round," and uh, so then you're just kind of like, "Well, heading back home," and yeah, just you go about business as usual. Yeah, you act like. Okay, nothing happened, I guess. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I got a call a few weeks later, and they were like, hey, we want to fly you out to L.A., and we want you to do another audition process. It'll be, you'll be out there like three days. You'll be pumped at that point, right? Oh, man, I was like, dang, I've never been that far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, You're Googling it like they were Glenn Campbell. That's right. right. <laughs> that's exactly right. And uh, I fly out there. And uh, this was even more, I think I was even more nervous for this, just being that far from home, not knowing anybody. And uh, I had worked up, I think, kind of like the same songs. I think they allowed me to do the exact same ones for that. And uh, it seems like at that time we also like worked with a vocal coach or something. I can't really remember now because it was just so fast-paced. We got there, um, and basically the very last day I was there, we they lined us up, and 
we went into this big, big room and it had a platform on it, a little stage. And, um, there was every single producer of the show in there and they had it like lit with candles, very atmospheric, you know, very kind of low key feeling. Um, but it was intimidating because you go to step on that stage and you see every single one of their faces and they have notepads and they're just sitting there and they're like, okay, what songs are you going to sing? Critiquing everything. Yeah. And uh, I remember stepping on there and I was, I was very nervous. Jeez. And that's got to affect somebody's performance. Oh yeah. Oh at yeah. Least, at least the average person. Because, because right, I mean that like literally like there's like a physical response your body has when it's nervous, right? Like mm-hmm. vocal cords restrict, like, Oh yeah, mine do, and I well even like before we went in, they had us some of us lined up against this wall that was on the outside, and then if you were next, they had you sitting by the door. And it was like this sliding door. They had you sitting right next to that door, so you could kind of hear the person before uh, just you, just enough, just enough, you know, to kind of get an idea of how they did. Um, so anyway, it, it was a little bit nerve wracking. Um, but I went in there and, you know, I felt like I did the best job I could. I think there was a couple of things I was like, oh, I could have done that a little bit better. But um, they pretty much said, they're like, okay, um, if you do come back, um, we'll want you here for a month. But they said, you'll know probably like two or three weeks before. So thanks. You know, you can head home now. So I flew home That's the next it. day. No, that like, was, we're. Pretty good chance we're going to give you a call, none of that. Right, no, nothing like that. So I, I remember I was at work one day, and it was like, it just turned 5 o'clock. And I was about to work out, but I got a call, and it was an L.A. number. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I've got to answer this. Yes. <laughs> so I, I go to answer it, and it was them. And they were like, hey, Corey, congratulations, you've made it uh, to – it wasn't – they were like, okay, you've made it to this next round – we want you to come out here for a month, but you're not guaranteed on the show. Wow. And uh, I remember. to pay your own bill? No, they they, they paid for okay, like my flights. They yeah. gave me money for food, um, which if you spent all that, yeah, you're on your own. Right, but, sure. Um, so anyway, I go out there. It was like the first or second day of June I flew out and. Also, going on behind the scenes <laughs> with all this, my wife and I are about to get married, and we're going to get married June 29th. And that oh, was like, man, <clears throat> what was that conversation like? That that was hard. That was uh, that was pretty difficult. But Sarah, she's just been so supportive of all that, which I'm excited. But I was also nervous about getting home on time. So our family, we had like this big, <laughs> this big plan because we had already known. Okay, we're having the rehearsal dinner and all that this day, and the wedding is this day. And uh, so we had this big plan of like, okay, if Corey can't make it to the rehearsal dinner, people are going to be asking, "What is going on? What are we going to say?" You know. So we had like this big idea. Oh, Corey's, you know, traveling. He's he's playing the show there, and blah blah blah. Well, anyway, so I go out there for a month, and. Uh, you know, that that was hard being away from her leading up right to our day of the wedding. Uh, <clears throat> but it also might have made it even more special, I felt like, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, I was out. Oh, I'm what, sorry. In what way? Um, Just 
you know, getting to kind of experience like not being together and then like seeing her the day of our, or I guess the day before our wedding and just like, you know, how in love that I am with her and how passionate I am for her. Mm. So that was, that was special. I felt like, Mm. um, but you know, that, that whole month was, it was a lot of fun. Um, there were some times that were stressful because you're out there, you have a vocal coach, you're going to meetings like almost every single day about, about contract stuff. They even gave us. So like, they tell you when you got up there, you're going on the show. They're like, okay, you actually will be going on the show. Well, no, they said you still may not make it to the show, but, but you, still, doing contract stuff. you still have to sign all these contracts. Wow. And they gave us, they gave each group, they put us in groups uh, they gave us a lawyer to fight for us to take certain things out of the contract that we didn't want. It didn't mean anything would happen, but they would try, which I found really interesting, and it made me feel a little bit better about sure, the contract. Like, but I couldn't I don't believe know any of this stuff. I don't know what this means. Yeah, all these words. Yeah. yeah, but I couldn't believe you know all of that. So anyway, we had that. We had uh, rehearsals with the band, and. Uh, Honestly, it was also kind of nice. I got to hang out, meet, you know, tons of musicians and singers around. Uh, Anybody you're most awestruck by at that point, or it was no celebrities yet at that point. I uh, I hadn't met any celebrities. Okay. At Just that a bunch point. of really good musicians, yeah, like yourself. Okay. Yeah, well, not like myself. They're better than I am. <laughs> yeah. But we we had a great time and. Um, I ended up becoming really good friends with Zach Bridges, who was my battle partner um, later in the show. And we actually roomed together, and we, we just had a great time getting mm-hmm. to know each other. But, uh, yeah, it, it was also one of those things through that month, people were getting cut left and right. So you didn't know when you are going to get sent home. So that was a little nerve-wracking. Dang. But I finally, I guess to skip forward a little bit, I – it finally came down to, okay, next week is the auditions. You'll find out Sunday evening if you get to go the next day. And then, like, it was like, if you don't go that day, you'll find out that evening if you get to go the next day. Well, I had emailed, and this was the same week Sarah and I were getting married. And uh, I emailed uh, one of the producers. I was like, which they knew. They knew I was getting married. It was kind of a big part of my story. And uh, I was like, hey, is there any way I can go earlier in the week um, just because so I can get home in, in time to get married? And they, I don't know if they ever responded back, but that Sunday night, they, they were like, they were calling the names and my name got called and I got to go the next day. So, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was a whirlwind of things going oh my on. Gosh, but man, it was cool. When you left... What'd they tell you? Nothing yet? So this, um, so that week on that Monday, that was like what we had been practicing practicing for the whole month. The judges were there, Blake, Kelly. That Monday? Yeah, that Monday. First um, time you'd seen them. First time I'd seen them, yep, yep. Did you get a chance to talk to them? Just for a minute, just for a minute. Okay. Um, but it was, we had been to the stage, which is a lot smaller than it looked like on TV. (laughs) 
and uh, we had practiced on there already. And we, when I got there, there's like these doors. Whoever went before me, they they like stay closed until it's your turn. And uh, I'm just like standing there waiting, and you hear like, and the doors open, and you walk up these steps, and it's just pitch black. The chairs are turned away from you, and you know you have Blake Shelton, uh, Gwen Stefani, um, John Legend, and Kelly Clarkson were on that season. You can't see them. The chairs are so big. But you can kind of see some elbows sticking out. <laughs> That's crazy. And uh, I remember, I mean, before I get too far into that, our vocal coach that uh, that we had, um, she was just so supportive of what I was doing. And she had actually coached Glenn and one of his daughters a long time ago. Mm. And... Uh, we, there were, they had a, bo- a vocal booth backstage that you could warm up in. And she come in there with me. And she's like, Corey, do you care if I pray for you before you go up there? Mm-hmm. And that just, like, mm-hmm. touched my heart and helped me just calm down and relax before I got up there. Wow. So you're now in the room. You're in front of the judges. You can see elbows hanging out, right? Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. What's going through your mind? Besides, don't screw <laughs> this up. I think they caught this. I went, (laughs) (laughs) which is just like a little vocal warm up that I do, uh, just called a lip buzz. What does that do? Well, so I actually do it on a scale, but normally if I'm like, if I'm like nervous or something, I'll kind of just do that for some reason. I'm gonna start doing that. Yeah, (laughs) it'll help you. Really? Yeah, gets the nerves out. There you go. I got it. Okay. So you do that. So I do that, and they caught that on camera, which I thought was funny. (laughs) Um, And I just start the song. Um, I was nervous, but it was kind of funny. It was like when I got, I don't know, like 15 seconds in, people started cheering. And I was like. You did the Glenn Campbell song, didn't you? I did. I did Galveston. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like. It kind of threw me off when everybody started cheering. I was kind of like, "What? This isn't the song to cheer to." <laughs> but it was kind of cool too. It kind of made me, you know, really pumped up and excited. Yeah. And uh, I was getting close to the end of the song, and I think I was about to go to like the higher note. And the judges, nobody had turned around, and I wasn't really thinking about it too much. But it was in the back of my mind. I was kind of like, oh. Yeah, this probably isn't going to happen. And then it was kind of like the last just few seconds of the song. Um, Blake turned, and then... What were you thinking or feeling? uh, When Blake turned, I felt relieved because I was like, oh, (laughs) he is the coach that I wanted, but I was also like, okay, at least one person you got to get the country coach to turn. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And uh, I'll I'll be honest with you, man. I... um, it, it was kind of a blur after that happened. I don't really, I couldn't remember what I was saying. I got off stage and my parents, my parents and my sister were there. And my uh, my wife, who was my fiance at the time, she, she wasn't able to come because we were getting married that week and there was a lot going on. And my dad and they were like, Did you, do you remember what they said? Did you hear him say that? And I was like, no, I, I was like, wow. I just was kind of like, what? Yeah, my name's Corey Jackson. <laughs> yeah, um, but I went was, back and watched that clip because after we had met that night, um, 
and brought some Heidi's birthday or Heidi's birthday party. And <clears throat> I mean, I just can't imagine mm-hmm. like all that work you put in, and then like it just a, so affirming yeah. that you have like the best of the best, like musicians, you know, like turning around like. It's like so many of us live to be like just affirmed at what we do, whether it's music or sports or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, that being a father or a husband, it's like, what a, what a, I mean, man, I can't, what a great feeling that must have been to put in all that hard work and then to just see it just turn around. It, You've it had to go back awesome. and watch that at least a hundred times. I've, right? I've definitely watched it a few times. Now you, now you know what they said, right? <laughs> That's right. I do know. <laughs> but I remember I walked off the stage and, they had us go down this hallway. They, I think they videoed it, but they didn't show it. But, man, I, I just started – I just became so emotional and just started bawling my eyes out. Um, was it Was it mainly joy? What was it? it Relief? Was, it was definitely joy. Um, I couldn't don't, believe it. Yeah, I, I really just couldn't believe it. And, and it was. It was something I'd worked for. But it, it really was – I felt like a God thing. Mm-hmm. And it was all about timing with that. Um, and, yeah, it was just, it was a cool moment. That's a much better way to go back to a wedding. Yeah, yes, it like, was. If I would have gotten, yeah, yeah, if I would have, <laughs> if nobody would have turned, it would have been a little upsetting that I'd been out there a whole month. And Yeah, you know, for sure. But So you yeah. go back, you get married, and then after that, what, what, what happens? So after that, um, I... I I'm on Team Blake, and uh, it was kind of funny. I got back, and the first thing I did was I went and grabbed uh, breakfast with my sister. And uh, we we were eating at a spot in town, and uh, I had somebody come up to me, and they were like, hey, Corey, did you know the voice is coming to Fayetteville? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah? They're like, you should go try out. <laughs> and all this time, I'm on Team Blake, and they yeah, have no yeah, idea, you know. That's wild. And it was just, no, I didn't. I couldn't say wow. anything because of the contracts and yeah. all that. But um, Shauna, because my sister Shauna, she was there when everything had happened, and she just kind of looked at me when yeah. they walked off and started laughing. I'll keep that in mind, and, man. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was really funny. Um, but you know, Sarah and I got married that week, uh, and our wedding was just. It was beautiful and having all of our family and our friends there. And uh, one, there was another thing that had rose up that caused another issue. Because I was on Team Blake, we had to go out to L.A. um, the same week that we were supposed to go on our honeymoon. If I would have been on, if I would have been on, yeah, yeah, it was like a whole other thing. So, and babe, there's one more. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you one more favor, if you don't mind. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, if I would have been on, like, Kelly's or Gwen's, I wouldn't have had to have went out there that week. It just the way it fell. Yeah. But anyway, we, we were supposed to go to Cabo. Well, we moved it. We weren't able to move the Cabo trip, so we had to cancel it. But we ended up going to Arizona. So I flew from L.A. to Arizona. Sarah flew from Jonesboro or from Memphis to Arizona. And uh, a funny story for her is she ran into some of her professors at the uh, airport, and they were like, hey, what are what are you doing here? And she was like, I'm going on my honeymoon. And they're like, 
<laughs> Where's your husband at? <laughs> so that was funny. That's a funny story that we can tell. Um, she still can't really tell at that point, really. Right. She yeah, couldn't yeah. tell. She couldn't tell. They're like, she's such a liar. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like making some crazy. Ah, oh, he's uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, they, they, uh, we go on our honeymoon and then like, it was also around that time they came and filmed uh, some stuff at our farm and uh, you know, of me and Sarah that played the night that it aired. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, man, it was it was a wild time. But now since we've made it through that story, to jump back to uh, what I was talking about earlier about you know kind of going through that process and being in front of people and being rejected, you know, it it was intimidating for me a little bit to go to the voice to do that. And that was a part of the reason I didn't want to go. But looking back, I would encourage anybody to go do that. Even if you get rejected, um, just like I did with the American Mm. Idol stuff, because you become more confident Mm. and just more comfortable, uh, especially if you want to be a singer. I mean, you need to be confident in who you are and what you're doing. Be humble about it. Uh, but be confident and be comfortable on the stage and in front of somebody that you don't know and that is going to judge what you're doing, yeah. you hey, know. On uh, Jumping off that, I have yeah. a question about, because uh, I was really struck by, you were saying that your mom went with you, just you and your mom down to New Orleans, and then yep. she went with you again to Nashville. So what? how big a deal has it been for you to have someone like your mom who who really believed in you or believes in you? Mm-hmm. You know, like how how big of a motivator was that for you to even do what you're doing? It, man, I'd say that's pretty special. Um, it's definitely been a motivator for me because I, she just kept encouraging encouraging me to sing and to practice. And uh, she was in choir when she was in school, so she she always had pointers or you know something that I could try a little different that might help. And uh, you know, I, I'm very very fortunate to have a family that has been really supportive of me chasing, you know, the dream of playing music. So that's yeah. cool. And, and I had another thing too. I was, um, season 17. It's, that was the year, um, Katie Caden was on it. Right. Do you remember her? She's the big glasses. Yeah. Real eccentric yes. lady from like Chicago or something. And, uh, she, just, she was so flamboyant and all that. Like was probably my favorite, like per, she went all the way to the end mm-hmm. and I think she got like third place, <clears throat> but, um, but she lost to a country singer, uh, Jake Hoot yep. was the guy who won. And yep. so my, my question around it was, cause one, I thought she was, I couldn't believe that she uh, didn't win. And then, uh, but then that Jake Hoot won as a, as a country artist, I, my question was, what does that say like about, America's draw to country music. Cause even around here, I hear a lot of people say like, Oh, anything but country. But, uh, <laughs> but clearly there's a draw. Um, and, and that's, that's your lane. So what does it say like about, I don't know, country music and the draw it has for people? You know, I think, I think a big draw that it has is, uh, the truthful, the truthfulness that it has in a lot of the stories, especially traditional country music, um, because people relate to that. Um, I think another a a really, really beautiful thing, at least for me, with country music um, is just the faith base that they have as well. Mm. Um, That's a big thing for me 
Um, so, you know, I think, I think there's a few things kind of like that that probably really draws people to country music. Hmm. What, <clears throat> what was it like working with Blake Shelton? Like, is that, is that a very close relationship that you're able to forge in a short amount of time being on his team or is he pretty removed and like delegating most of the stuff? It's, it's pretty removed. It's not like what you quite see on the show. It's, uh, it was any time that we were around Blake or, you know, I got to meet, uh, Darius Rucker as well. Um, we were on camera. So anytime you were talking to them, it was rolling. It was rolling. Um, and I, I honestly, I mean, I felt like both of those guys were very genuine. Blake was very funny. He's a very goofy guy. Yeah, he is a funny dude. Um, but, you know, I didn't have that relationship that it makes it look like. But it, it was still cool. It was still a really great experience. Do you have any big takeaways from your time around them and just the whole experience that you're continuing oh, man. to carry with you? You know, I, I will say uh, I probably had quite a few takeaways, but one of the biggest ones was just being more comfortable in who I am um, because I think, and you, when you get on stage, uh, you know, it's so it's so important, at least it was to me, to just be who I am. And getting past the nervousness and, uh, you know, oh, just kind of like, you know, you're chasing a dream and, you know, trying not to get caught up in the fame and fortune, I guess, of it. Um but taking a step back and being like, okay, this is who I am. And I really felt like that's, it helped me become more comfortable mm -hmm. and just being relaxed. And hey, I'm an Arkansas guy. That's who yeah. I am. You know, it's huge, man. And that's huge. Being comfortable in your own skin. I mean, there's not much <clears throat> of a better blessing than that. Like to just be okay with who God made you to be, to know, like, okay, right. there's no other Corey Jackson out there. I don't have to try to be. Keith Urban or Blake Shelton or Glenn Campbell, like they're all great, but like right. God made me the way I am, and the best contribution I can make to the world is just be the best version of me that I can be, you know. Exactly. And so I think that's something I'm still trying to learn myself. You know, it's like I've, uh, I think it's it's sometimes we feel like if we're gonna be impressive, we can't be authentic. You know, at the same time, like we've got to like be someone else's voice or someone else has someone else's gift or whatever. So I think that's incredible, man. What a fantastic takeaway. Well, thank you, man. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm still learning that myself. Um, uh, so that's, you know, I think it's important. I've been really diving deep into uh, just my faith and stuff recently and just to, there's a song, uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Pat Barrett. But there's a song that kind of quotes the scripture of act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, God. And that's that's a big thing I'm trying to live by. It's not easy. But, man, if you wake up and think about that every day, that can change your day. Yeah. Oh, man. Absolutely. I think <clears throat> take those two things away from this podcast and apply those into your life. Like, first off, it's going to take a lifetime <laughs> uh, to probably do those things, but it's like, what a life well lived of what you're talking about basically is a life where I'm comfortable being who God made me to be. And I'm also other centered and not just other centered, what you're talking about. And 
you see that's that's a verse right being quoted you said by Pat Barrett but is being other centered like not just like I'm going to do good to this person because they can advance my career but I'm going to do good to this person especially to this person who might not be able to do anything back for me in return right and that's a life well lived man yeah so um what's next for you you know, I have a new single that hasn't come out yet, but it may be this summer uh, that just finished up. Uh, it's going to be called Your Love, and it's actually a song that I started writing uh, for Sarah during on my way home from The Voice and uh, got the opportunity to finish that up with a friend of mine, uh, or two friends of mine, Kathy and John. And um, so I'm really excited for that one. It's a love ballad song. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to starting a podcast that I may have to have both of you guys on. Man, please so. do. <laughs> please do. You and Robert could talk Lord of the Rings. We could. Oh, hey. I'll, I'll have to bring my wife in on that. She knows even more than I do. So. <laughs> Great. Can't wait to meet her. I can't wait to listen to that episode. I bet. Hey. I, apparently, Jared may not, but a lot of people do like it because Jeff Bezos, Bezos, how do you say it? I have I no know. idea. He bought the rights to <laughs> it. You know, know he's Amazon well. is coming out September 2nd with a series that'll be the most expensive TV show ever made. Oh, is it September 2nd? September 2nd. Let's go. Let's do it. Man. We'll watch it together. Let's do it. <laughs> um, why don't we end with some rapid fire questions? You cool with that? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Okay, let's rapid go. fire. All right. So, what is. Uh, besides Lord of the Rings, what is the last show that you've binged uh, or movie that you've watched? Or if you don't do movies or shows, last book that you read? Uh, the Witcher. The Witcher? Yes, season two. I've heard of it. Never watched it. Um, favorite band or favorite song? Currently, at least. Maybe not all time. Ooh, that's hard. Uh, it is hard for a music The guy. Eagles. The Eagles. Check. Check. That's interesting, too. <laughs> yeah. That interests me. Uh, I've never been a big Eagles fan. My dad saw him in concert. Uh, I'd like to like them. I feel like if you have a good taste in music, you like the Eagles. But I've never been able to totally get on board with them. So maybe you can help me appreciate it. it. Shape if, what's, what's one song if you're like, I think this will change your mind? What do I go listen oh, to? Oh, man. I th one of my favorites, and I don't ever really sing it or anything, but uh, I think it's called One of These Nights. I don't know. I can't remember. That may be really bad and no. totally off. So, no, maybe. <laughs> but their harmonies. It's their harmonies. That's what gets you. Yeah, that just, it's so good. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to check it out. One of these uh, nights, 1975. Bam. Favorite meal? Pizza. With what on it? Pepperoni and hot honey. Hot honey? Yeah. Have you ever Can you get that, that around here? You can at eighteen twelve pizza. Hey. That's coming downtown. Yeah, that's a little downtown Paragold. pizza downtown Paragold. Downtown Paragold. Thank coming you for sponsoring soon. this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hot honey. Yeah, dude. It's what is hot honey? Spicy honey. Yeah, okay. just a spicy honey. Okay. Yeah, it's right. good. What's on your nightstand right now? Mm, a lamp. That's it. What else do you need? Yeah, I put my phone across the room now. So good yeah. for you, man. Well, I still. Tend to go pick it up and get back in bed, but I try not to. <laughs> but at least it starts there, so you that's, can tell me about that. That's right. I always, before I get in bed, I put my phone right there across the room, so I'm not checking. Um, give us a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life that brings you great joy. 
just an ordinary moment that brings you great joy? Uh, man, honestly, my wife and I, we love to like just be outside and hike. So anytime that we can do that, that brings me a lot of joy. Excellent. Last question. What is one thing that you are deeply grateful for right now? I have a lot of things to be deeply grateful for right now. Um, oh, man. Honestly, I would have to say right now, um, uh, I'm very deep. I'm deeply grateful for really two things. Um, my spiritual life, which has really just, to be honest with you, over COVID has... Um, I've dove a lot deeper into that because mm-hmm. before that it was just go, 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 go. And I think out of that also I'm very, very, very grateful for my family and friends that I have surrounding me. Um, because if it wasn't for those two things, um, I could be headed down the wrong road. You talk about the spiritual life and how it's been deepened since COVID. And you said before that it was just a go, go, go. <clears throat> it reminds me of a quote from Dallas Willard that uh, it was just a philosopher, theologian. Someone once asked him, um, what advice can you give me? If you know where I'm going with this on the spiritual life. And he said, they're like, what can you tell me? And he said that hurry is the great enemy of spirituality. Yep. Therefore, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry. And they're like, what else? Anything else? Like, nope. Yeah, that's it. I read The Life You've Always Wanted. Have you have you read of that? Uh, read that before? I th- it quotes that okay, yeah. in there. So who's yeah. the author of that book? Uh, it's not John Ortberg, is it? It is. Okay, yeah, yeah. John Ortberg. He is a self. Uh, he he says it about himself. Is I am I, I am Dallas Willard for idiots, which is me. <laughs> it's me, right? Like I I try to read Dallas Willard's books and I'm lost, but I've got several John Ortberg books. Yeah, um, he's a great writer. I'll have to read one of his. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about reading Dallas Willard. I think he just oh, keep reading. Really? John, yeah, okay. I would just keep reading John Ortberg. <laughs> but you're a lot smarter than me, so oh, you might actually. No. I some started. People, yeah. I started reading a Brueggemann. If that's how you a say New it. Testament scholar. Oh, it was uh, Wayne Grudem. No, no, what you said? no. Brueggemann. Oh, okay. uh, I'm sorry. And I read one chapter, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> Your head spinning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <my laughs> man. If I have to go back and reread something to understand it. I'm done. Oh, yeah. Man. It doesn't take much to do that to me. So, man, Corey, really glad I got a chance to uh, meet you a few weeks ago. Glad that you decided to come on the podcast. Uh, man, love your love your presence, um, how you carry yourself. And, man, I wish you nothing but the best, man. So it's been a been a joy. Music's fantastic. really is. Well, and I wouldn't just say you. that. It really is fantastic. You have a great gift. Um, but... I like you even more than I like your music. So um, where can people go if they want to learn more about your music or if they want to keep up with like maybe shows that are coming up? Is there anywhere you post that stuff? Yeah, so you can find it on my website um, at CoreyJacksonMusic.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram at CoreyJacksonMusic. Okay. So, man, thank you all so much for having me. This was fun today. Awesome. Thanks for coming in. And that was Corey Jackson. Man, what a um, incredible story and a humble dude. He was very humble, and yeah, he wasn't uh, just on and on about how great he was. He, he was, yeah, humble the whole way. He was honestly seemed surprised with his own 
like success. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple times I thought about grabbing that guitar and just being like, man, play us the Glenn Campbell song. I wanted to do a duet, actually. Oh, you wanted to jump in with him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been looking for a place to kind of showcase my own. <clears throat> really? My own chops. Yep. Wow. This probably isn't the place for that. Well, he said we got good gear. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to have to be really good. More, if it it's going to make you and me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sound like we're voice quality. Oh, man. Uh, Corey, thanks so much for coming on. Honestly, uh, I meant what I said, that uh, he's just an enjoyable person to be around. I Absolutely. like him. I like his music. Absolutely. Uh, man, great guy. Uh, hard not to root for him. So. Indeed. Hey, if you're still listening to this, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure and check us out on our different social media accounts, uh, Instagram, Facebook. We have a website, paragolpodcast.com. Um, and if you've not done so, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That just helps people to find us more quickly and learn about the incredible people who are living here in our city. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time.